pull up a bar stool. Welcome to another edition of the Social Media Pubcast. Oh man, oh man. Yeah, Marcus Sheridan is my guest today. I mean, I could not be more happy about this one. Uh, Marcus is a second time guest on the show. He's someone I've looked up to, looked up to from the jump, and you'll probably quickly see why. Now we're gonna take a little turn here. Usually I talk about Facebook marketing, and I guess in most cases that's what we talk about. But if you know Marcus, you know he's way, way more than just Facebook marketing. And uh, so we're going to talk a lot about the, the personal side of marketing and doing your own thing, public speaking, uh, balancing work, life, all that kind of stuff. And because um, really, if you ever read him, if you listen to him speak, you'll see a lot of that reflected in my own work. Not necessarily that I'm copying him, but uh, I, see, I see really the power of just being yourself and showing some personality and being transparent. And, you know, all that goes into marketing. And uh, Marcus is awesome at it. He's perfected it. So check it out. Sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with a special edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite a different friend to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week, I don't even know how to describe how happy I am to, to introduce today's guest, but it's Marcus Sheridan, also known as the Sales Lion, the man, the legend. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> and I'm doing great. It's great to be uh it's great to be back, man. So uh, I don't know how many returning guests yeah. you've had, but regardless, I'm honored to be in the uh returning guests of the pubcast. We've had a couple, but yeah, I mean, I, when we had you on, I don't know when it was, February, March, something like that. Um I mean, it was automatic. I had to have you again. And actually it was that was like right on the edge of when this thing really started taking off. Um, so I, I, I think I, I owe it all to you, actually. Hey, man, I'm just I'm just uh, glad to watch your growth. It's been a heck of a lot of fun. Cheers. Oh, I appreciate it. And just a little background for everyone who doesn't know. So uh, I've, I've talked about Marcus a few times, and so it's thesaleslion.com. So we're, we're going off the grid here, not talking about Facebook marketing so much as content marketing. And just there's so many other things that make you you so it's really hard i don't want to put you in that pigeonhole of your content marketing guy you're like you're the family guy you're the public speaker i I know you as all these things the coach um but you're a really big reason why i feel like i'm where i'm at today um because you're one of those people and i talk about this uh, i've talked about this a few times where um right when i was struggling right around uh january of 2012 uh, and this was just a few months after I'd just gotten laid off and was just getting moving, figuring out what the heck I'm going to do. And I went to that social media examiner top 10 list and I saw the sales line, Marcus Sheridan. And I, just, and I added you to my daily rotation of what I was going to read. And I just learned so much from you, dude. And um, I've always appreciated it. And now seeing you speak in person is like one more thing. Like, wow, I can learn so much from you. 
So, but I appreciate all that you do. You do amazing, amazing things. And are you well, blu- are you blushing yet or? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's you know, it's funny. I want to I'm gonna share with you a story. It's, it you might it, sound yeah. arrogant. It's not intended <laughs> to be arrogant though. Um, my kids have have never seen really what I do. Mm. Um, they just know that I have a web page with a picture of myself and a lion behind it john Mm -hmm. and this uh (laughs) this past week i took them to we drove to boston together as a family i got four kids uh 12 9 6 3 and took them to the inbound conference that hubspot put on this is a huge conference five thousand people seth godin was keynote ariana huffington a bunch of others it was sick good it was Mm. really just incredibly well put on and um, they had never seen me speak before, and anybody that's seen me speak oh, wow. knows that um, it's it's a you know it's a different style, right? It's a, it's a very interactive, yeah. uh, uh, kind of like passionate. Uh, some people call it tense. Some people call it fire brimstone without the fire mm-hmm. uh, in the brimstone. Yeah, I mean I don't know. You know, it's just a lot of things. So they uh, they went to it, and it was just great because they sat in the audience. And watch me do my thing. I love that, but it was um, it was tremendous because they they got to see. And this is what I enjoyed. They got to hear from people who had been reading my stuff or had watched a video here or there, just something. I don't know. Somebody had I had managed to to help along the way, and they got to hear those stories mm. from the actual people. That's awesome. And so, really, what they took from it was my dad helps people and he helps them become happier people with their work and with Mm. their life right because some of them were saying your dad's changed my life some were Mm. saying your dad's changed my business this is how or vice versa and those those are are what gets us up in the morning right john and and it's the reason why we go to bed late it's what drives us i think it's what we all want to hear i think if anybody sits there and says that they don't want to hear about the lives they've changed I think you're full of it. Oh yeah. Because I love hearing that stuff. Yeah. Because I, I I want to change lives. I want to change businesses. I want people to have financial peace, and uh, and I know if I do those things, I'm going to be financially blessed as well, and ultimately have more of the other uh, blessings that come come with that, like more time with my family. So, anyways, a tremendous week, John. It was cool seeing that, and was cool pulling off. What was roughly a 10-day road trip with four kids and my wife from Boston to Maine, mm. back to Virginia, wow. um, 20-some hours of driving, and nobody ever complained and said when we're going to get there, which oh, is nice. pretty crazy. And it was just tremendous all the way around, man. And that's the blessing of everything we did. This I kept saying to myself this week, we would go out to eat, right? And I wouldn't be worried about what we were spending, right? Or mm-hmm. we'd do an activity, we'd go whale watching, or we would do this or that. And I kept saying to my wife, just in the privacy together, of course, now the privacy of your huge group of listeners, um, and that I kept saying, this all started, this is happening right now, because I started writing articles late at night, four years ago, on a little <laughs> website called The mm-hmm. Sales Line. And uh, what it's brought to my life and ultimately how I've been able to bless other people is just unstinking, believable. And that's the beauty of the time period in which we live. Cheers.
Boy, I don't even know where to start with all that. There's so many things I want to talk about with what you just said there, Marcus. Uh, one of them, you, I mean, talk about, first of all, your, your family and your kids and like what they think you do and what they thought you did. Um, I, I think that's really funny because I, I think my kids really don't know. Like even my, my oldest, who's 12, but he recently did, because school just started up for us a couple weeks ago, really early. And um, they just had to do an About Me project in uh, his multimedia class, which is awesome. And what he wanted to do was create a video. Lucky, lucky for him, uh, his dad has a little video uh, a studio in the basement. So um, we recorded that. But when he did that, uh, he, he wanted to talk about who his parents were and who he lived with and all this kind of stuff and who everybody was. So when he mentions me, he did this Google search for, for me, and he found this goofy picture of me that was taken from screen, some screen grab or something, I don't know, uh, when I was in a video. And it was the f- goofiest picture possible, too. And it's just so funny how he threw that up there when he said, this is my dad. <laughs> so, so I think he, probably, he could probably get, uh, he's, I'm sure he's, he's probably even looked through some of that stuff on Google trying to figure out, you know, what it is I actually do. I talked to him about it every once, but I, I think it kind of, it's kind of over his head. But, uh, yeah, it's really funny when you talk about um, trying to help your kids understand that. And then they really get a sense when they see the lives you've touched. And so the fact they're actually in the audience during that I think is awesome i never even thought about doing that well it was amazing there was five thousand people there and there was four children and um those four children were mine Mm -hmm. and um it was it was it was just it was just absolutely um powerful i've never seen anybody do it myself and um i just knew that um I uh, walked right up in there, and, and uh, the people were looking at us funny, like, oh, I'm sorry, no kids. And I'm like, there was me. You know, <laughs> we just kept walking. Right? And, and, um, and I actually got to show a video that my daughter made. It took her about 20 hours, and uh. she did, like, this, this, uh, this video that was a welcome video for one of my speeches. I'll have to show it to you sometimes. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use it for all of my uh, presentations going forward. Nice. But she created it with an iPad, iPad app, and, and of course, video and stuff like that. And she's really into that. Mm-hmm. But it's the power of, you know, and this is a whole other subject. But what technology is doing, it's allowing everybody's inner artist to come out in different ways. And my daughter happens to be, who's 12, Danielle, she happens to be really talented with these, uh, just doing these little motion graphics and, and just doing making these music videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my thing. She's amazing at it. I've been able to express myself uh, by uh, writing words on a digital screen, but also getting up on a stage and then interacting with the audience, right? And that way, you're doing your way. So we're all producing art in our own ways. And that is, it is, there's an art revolution going on right now. Nobody really talks about it, but at no other time in the history of the world have people been able to express themselves and show their talents and create their Mm. art as they are right now and the beauty is age limits have been capped simply because of technology it's right. absolutely fascinating cheers absolutely yeah the, the the amazing things that kids can do at a very young age with technology uh, it just baffles my mind like my sons they're two years old getting on the computer they'll pull, pull up a browser go to a bookmark 
find find their their website for their, this kids uh, games and stuff. Find the games they want to play in there. It's just ridiculous at like two years old. Um, and so now the things that they can create and do because they understand these things at such a young age is is incredible. But oh, uh, yeah, and we have yeah. no idea. We have no idea where it's all going. Oh, yeah. we have no idea how good they're going to be. You know, it's like they tell. I've heard that uh, what is it? The Chinese kids are potty trained at six months. <laughs> I think it never happened to my kids. Let me tell you what. <laughs> but somehow figure out how to way to do that. You know, there's going to come a point in time at six months where our kids are doing things digitally that we we can't even comprehend right now and that's you know that's just the way it's going and um i you know in, in many many ways of course it's very very exciting and i think more so than anything which brings it back to to really why i think people listen to you is is we've never had more opportunity than we do right now for the person that is willing to push it right and to, to really say i'm going to i'm going to be a great teacher i have a certain skill set you know for you you chose uh, Facebook and social media marketing, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it started off when I was talking about sales, and it, sh- you know, it kind of did a pivot, a shift towards, towards kind of HubSpot and inbound marketing, and then content marketing morphed into that. And I know that I've got some other iterations that are coming. I know eventually, at some point in time, the majority of the conversations I have are going to be about um, finding success and happiness in life. They're not going to be specifically about content marketing and transparency. Mm-hmm. It's where I am today, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that, and that's how I make my money today, and, and I'm great with that because I know it's part of the process. I can't get to that next point without being here where I am. I couldn't, I couldn't have gotten where I am either. The content marketing guy that people know me as had I not owned a swimming pool company for those uh, what was 10 years and struggled so much and had to mm. get out of the hole that I was in and how to f- had to figure out ways to do things differently than the, than they'd ever been done before. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we, we have this problem of, we want to have it all figured out. Mm. Right. And it's impossible to have it all figured out. I think what's way more important is that we're okay walking down that that path, right? So you start off, you were let go two years ago. You didn't exactly know what was going to happen. Oh, no you way. were under pressure from your, from your spouse. You had to support your family, had all these things. And now all of a sudden, you're just, it's two years later, your brand is, is growing big time. Your kids now have no idea what you do. You're blowing <laughs> up. And that is the beauty. And, and, and you know, right now, that people know you as a social media Facebook guy. In 10 years, you're going to be a completely different brand. Oh, yeah. And that, great that's the way it's supposed to be but you have no idea what that is right now neither do i you just know that you're walking the path and that path will unfold itself to you as you walk it and the problem is most people unless they can see what's at the end of that path they don't walk it john it's to me it's just very very sad and that that applies to content marketing that applies to blogging that applies to starting your business i don't care what it is it applies because it's a principle yeah and i think a big part of that it's it's I don't think I think it's more than just seeing what's the at the end of the path. It's it's about being nimble and doing and we talked about this a little bit, doing uncomfortable things, do, doing new things and changing things up a little bit and, and experimenting as a part as opposed to dealing with whatever it is life is giving you. Um and kind of staying with the status quo. I just I feel like that's been the well, big, biggest biggest difference in my life. Well, if you look at it 
we went through the Great Depression, right? And what the yeah. what the Great Depression set up for our parents and grandparents was the number one goal was security. They didn't they went through a period of time where they had nothing. Yeah. And it was scary. And so when you when you have these shifts and these economic shifts and these cultural shifts, usually the pendulum goes all the way to the other side. So what is the opposite of, of the Great Depression, psychologically speaking? The opposite is financial security. Yeah. And so what the next 70 years was is a lot of factory-based jobs and um, the Industrial Revolution and all these things, but they were very just like nine to five, mm. you got a paycheck, you knew what your benefits were, yada, yada. Now, those things are great and they're fine. Yeah. And that lifestyle fits a lot of people. But I think also where we are now today is the ultimate overachievers. I'm talking about the people that want to do um, that. A lot of the businesses that want to go, you know, really want to be great. You've got to be creative. You've got to be outside the box. You've got to be a risk taker. You've got to push the envelope. You've got to do all those things. And if you don't do those things, there's a very good chance that you're just going to heap yourself upon this huge pile that's called average and that's called safe. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what I appreciated about uh, Seth Godin when he spoke in Boston this week. He talked about his 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 book, the Icarus, whatever it's called, the Icarus Principle Effect, which is, you know, for the longest time, it was it was uh, don't don't fly too close to the sun or you get burned. In other words, don't don't take too many risks. Hmm. But his point was, but if you fly too low. Your wings will get wet and the ocean will eat you up, mm. right? And um, that's the Icarus effect. And it's and, and of course I'm just summarizing it, but um, the, I think it's a beautiful principle, and yeah. we've got to be willing to uh, go farther than what we've gone. At least many of us, if we want to do great things in the next fifty to a hundred years. Absolutely, and I wonder because I, I think this is why um, I relate so much to you is that we have similar stories in that it was our struggles that forced us out of our comfort zone to take some risks and do some things we've never before, never done before, fail in big ways as well, right? And do some th things like we've never done. So it's like, what the heck am I doing? And figure it out along the way. Um, but that's because we didn't have that security. Like, I wonder, I honestly wonder where I would be right now if I, if I had, I would not be trying these things, that's for sure. And uh, I mean, not having that security is so important. And I actually kind of wonder a little bit, okay, so what's going to happen one year, two years, three years down the road if I am fully secure, uh, set for years to come? Am I going to be trying these new things and experimenting the way I am and have been the last two years? It scares me a little bit, Marcus. Cheers. That's a really good question, right? I mean, how often do you sharpen the sword? Yeah. And, um, and I think that's something that everybody – is once they once they achieve you know a certain bit of success that's why you see so many people online you see these online personalities these um these uh, celebrities if you will and everybody has like a degree of celebrity dumb right mm -hmm. so like within the world of hubspot uh i'm i'm known by almost everybody right so one might call that a celebrity and i don't i don't mean that as a there's no arrogance in that statement. It's just, uh -huh. I, I mean, it, the brand is strong. My brand is strong within inbound marketing and HubSpot. It's pretty strong within content marketing and in, in the world of, of blogging for business, right? Pretty strong with that. But things, um, things change. Things yeah. change 
all the time, and that's why this industry um, choose choose and spits out so many people. There is um, it's it's fascinating to me how many um, how depressing this is going to. And we've talked about positive things, but unfortunately, <laughs> talk, I guess the negative thing for a second. Mm -hmm. um, online marketing, when people start to build brands online, can be a very depressing, lonely world too. Oh, yeah. And why is that? And if Simon Sinek was here, he would he would blame it on dopamine, which oh. is the the chemical that is released in our bodies every time we look at our phone and we have a new text message, yeah. or we have a new blog comment, or we have a new like, or we have a new tweet, and it makes us feel good. And when we don't get those things, or when we get them at a certain level, but the levels go down, we don't have the same amounts of dopamine released in our body. And therefore, what follows, and what follows, of course, is depression, right? Yeah. And so that's why you see so many people struggling with this, because we're moving so fast that you can be awesome today, and you mm. can write an article that gets 150 tweets, or 1,050, or whatever it is, and then tomorrow you could write something, and it just doesn't do that well. Yeah. And it used to be that if you just had a name... Like, say, Seth Godin, no matter what, you would get 500 retweets. But that's actually changing, too, John. That's what's oh, yeah. interesting. It's even the big-time stars in their little niches, whatever it is, whether it's a Facebook star or whether it's a content marketing star, whether it's a, you know, a Hollywood reporter, even they are starting to see that their name doesn't carry the day when it comes to social sharing because people are, are just – they have so many other choices now. And so what that means is if you produce content and you're not okay with hitting the occasional single or striking out yeah. and you have to hit home runs every time, you're going to be very, very depressed online. Oh, yeah. This applies to every business. And, and um, I think everybody struggles with this to a certain extent. I know you have because you're breathing and you write articles online. So I know you've experienced this. Oh, yeah. I have experienced it too. I'm grateful to say, though, I'm okay when I, I write something and I feel good about it, but it only gets 20% of the normal shares, mm -hmm. social media shares, that something else might get that is, a, that, is a, that is less satisfying to me, but is a, it is a 10 best ways to you know, blow up your blog post that does really, really well. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with why I publish as often as I do. I think it's a little bit of that dopamine, right? Because I write this a post that gets, and this has happened the last couple of days. That I have a couple of posts that have gone gone, gone uh, pretty viral, but a day or two later, fizzles and it's forgotten about. I got to write another one, <laughs> get it out there again, get noted, you know, get get that traffic flowing again. Because I and I pay way too close attention to what that traffic is, even though most of the time it doesn't really matter. Uh, it, there's really no direct correlation between my traffic and uh my my revenue um so but I, I totally get that because it's like that almost like that validation i don't know but or that dopamine whatever it be that uh i want to see okay how many people are sharing this one how, how many people how, how much is this spreading how much do people love me um so i gotta write put out that well, new post before it that, fizzles out that's a that's a powerful statement right, right there john yeah how much do people love me because that Essentially, if you break it down to its psychological core, that's what we're saying to ourselves. Yep. Yep. And um, man, that is that is a dangerous yet powerful 
powerful phrase. Anybody that says they haven't said it or derivative of it, I think is lying to themselves. Yeah. And, and, you know, the traffic thing is we could talk for hours about pretty much anything. And, and it's interesting that, you know, we didn't plan this discussion. You didn't, mm. we didn't plan what we we're going to talk about. We've talked probably about seven completely different subjects already <laughs> in the course of 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess I won't stop now, but the, the one interesting thing, I, for the sales line, I haven't checked Google Analytics in probably six months. Mm. And I know that when I first started on the sales line, I checked it six yeah. times a day. A day. That's nothing, Marcus. And now, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and so it's, it's now. If it motivates us checking it all the time yeah. to continue to do work and good work, well, then there's an argument to be, to be made that's very, very good. And it's and it's also a, I'm in a different place. I, I'm not sitting here saying that people should not because sometimes because we're doing it, we say other people shouldn't do it. I'm like, dude, I haven't forgotten who I was. And that was when I was broke. Today yeah. I make money. And so I'm in a financial place where where I'm, I'm not living and dying by the traffic of a blog post, and plus the brand is strong enough to where it's it's just moving in the right direction. I'm okay with it. But my my point is, it goes back to those iterations, and it goes back to we, we make all these shifts. But I will be very, very honest in saying, when I realized that I hadn't looked at it for months, that was mm. a really happy moment for me. Because I think it, it marks a sign of where where you are, you know, in terms of what's important to you. Uh, it's a good point. And I will say that I obsess way too much, but I have improved. And, and you're going to love this. So for the especially the first year or so, I still have this spreadsheet. I kept a spreadsheet of my traffic. But not only that, what I would do, I would hour by hour say what my spreadsheet was at that point. And then I had a formula to project what I was going to end up with by the end of the day. That's how obsessed <laughs> I was with it, Marcus. How ridiculous is that? Oh, it's, you're like a, what is it, a seismologist or something? Somebody that know. measures earthquakes and all those things? I think it has Man, something to do with because I'm, I'm a major sports stats nerd, so I think it has something to do with that. But, uh, yeah, it, that was too much. And now I still check it. Uh, regularly, and one thing I I used to have another spreadsheet that had all these different metrics that I that I measured, and it's probably bad at, in some ways. Some people say I don't do this anymore, but I I, I, I monitored uh, my weekly traffic, uh, so I got it down to weekly at least. I was going to put in the spreadsheet uh, what my um, Google Page rank was, how many Facebook fans I had, how many Twitter followers I had. I don't know. They're they're in, uh, podcast subscribers. They're like ten different things at least. Uh, I haven't touched that spreadsheet though in a while, and I, I guess that's probably a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, instead of saber metrics, we have lumer metrics. That's right. Um, that's right. But but it's but it, that works for you. It's it's obviously worked for you up to this point. You haven't jumped off any bridges. Yeah. And it's worked for you. I think it's important though that we're we're able to say these things out loud so yeah. other people don't realize that they're not they're not alone and and they're not as freaky maybe as they think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, is you get a little bit, you get a little bit of everything, and I think ultimately, if we're if we're trying to find balance, and if we're asking ourselves, am, am I making progress the right way? Whatever that means for you, whatever that entails, well, then that's probably a good thing. 
Cheers. Yeah, and, and you made a point earlier that uh, this is really closely connected to. And like you're talking about when you spoke in front of people, how they talked about how they, you changed their lives, right? I think in some way, change, having that kind of validation that you have, you're changing lives is, is currency. It's what, like when things aren't going great, when that money's not coming in the way you want it to, that's the kind of thing that keeps me going. That type of, val- like that I'm helping people. And uh, so I feel like, Anyone, like you were saying, anyone who says that they don't care if they're changing lives or they don't hear that kind of thing, they're crazy. Absolutely agreed because I think without it, you're relying only on the money. And if you don't get that, you're going to be one unhappy person. Yeah, I agree. I agree that there's no question that it's an emotional currency. Um, I think, you know, I've heard before online that, that, that social media, that it's a, it's a form of currency. I don't like that statement because no. when I think of just straight currency, I think of, okay, can I go deposit that today in my bank account? Yeah. And if I can't, well, then we shouldn't really call it that. Emotional currency absolutely is what it is because we all go up and down. We all get sad and happy, etc., and we experience everything in between. And there is a huge sacrifice that's involved with trying to build a brand online with trying to do great things online and you're going to miss shows. You're going to miss certain events You're gonna, because you're going to have to spend some time at this. This doesn't happen very easily. It certainly doesn't happen by itself. It doesn't happen without a commitment. You've shown that. I mean, I can't even imagine how many hours of your life you've just poured into, uh, into your brand, into your website over these last few years. Yeah. But you do have the fruit of your labors which is why I'm excited because your story is just getting started and it's only going to grow from here. I hope so. Yeah, no, and for the first time, I have full confidence that will. I, I wrote a. I'm not. I'm not one of those people who gets sap, sappy on Facebook and and writes a post to my spouse. I find those things to be very annoying. I don't know how often you do that, but I did it the other day when I hit that two two year mark, and I basically. Uh, uh, thanked my wife for putting up with this crazy uh, plan that I had the last two years and of listening to me countlessly saying, I'm sure it's going to be okay. It's going to be, be okay. And finally I can say, you know, with full confidence, it's okay. And uh, <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. To that is that great. Question. And that means date nights are going to be happier in the Loomer home. That's right. And that is a good thing. That's right. Cheers. So since we've talked pretty much all about kind of the emotional and even some family stuff, like I, I, I feel like let's, let's stick with it. Um, that's one of the things I really connect with you on because I have the same type of situation. You've, you've got, you have four kids. I've got three. Um, you do a lot of coaching. You're, you're doing the softball stuff. I'm doing the baseball. Um, and you wrote a post recently that I just loved, which was, Father, speaker, traveler, a personal look at 30 hours of my life where you basically talked about how you were on the road. And that, that was for this HubSpot thing, right? Or was it for something else? No, this was, a, this was I was, I was uh, speaking at an event, a marketing event, uh, business event in Bangor, Maine, and had been invited to speak there. And um, after I accepted the invitation to go there, I had... Uh, 
we were invited to to play a softball tournament and so um i was obviously going to meet the obligation of going to the event in maine uh, but that meant that i was definitely going to miss at least one day of the tournament maybe both days of the tournament and that's Woo! where the story was yeah that's rough that's rough i mean i i just know how much uh coaching baseball kind of takes over my life during summertime so uh, as i was reading that and like uh that those 30 hours and you're getting to the point where um you're playing this team i think uh, you had previously lost to is that right yeah. Yeah. So, so, and then, like, you, it was the last inning. Your daughter's team was down by two runs. Your daughter came up and she got a hit, and they they ended up winning the game. And like, uh, as you're listening to it on the phone, uh, as it was as it was actually happening. Yeah. So I was I was actually my flight had been, and so I was leaving on a Friday night, and um, so that I could get there for the next day, and um, so I was sitting in the airport. And it was the final inning. I'm just sitting there, and I was listening to the play-by-play <laughs> of my daughter's game. This is my team, right? So I'm, I'm hearing my team. I'm hearing my assistant coach at the first baseline, uh-huh. third baseline screaming. You know, I can hear all the parents. I know their voices. You know, and one of the parents has given me, you know, the whole play-by-play, right? And I, and in the final inning, when there's two outs, and I and I just figured it was done. Then Danielle, my daughter, gets the hit, and then we had a girl walk, and we had a man on second and third, two outs. We have somebody up, and she hits, you know, she's kind of in a slump, and she's got two strikes against her, and I'm just kind of bracing myself emotionally, you know, not, you know just just to be okay with, hey, okay, so they lost. Okay, they gave it a good run. Yeah. And then all I can hear is screaming, and and the parents uh, that was giving me the play, he's like, we won, we won! And... <laughs> I just, I'm in the airport, of course, amongst all these grumpy people in in, uh, in Maine. And by the way, I had, I had driven two hours to Portland, Maine, because my flight from Bangor had been canceled. So I didn't want to miss my flight totally. I was going to miss the next day. So I'd already gone through a lot just to get to Portland, Maine. Now, that flight was on delay. It was still questionable if I was going to get home for the next day for the games. And so all the people in this airport are just waiting. And, of course, they're grumpy sitting there. And I start just laughing out loud, right? And uh, and I'm just so like happy. I'm just happy is what I'm feeling. This great overwhelm of happiness, envisioning in my head what my what my daughter was experiencing. And I have this like uh, I'm an emotional guy, so oh, yeah. I could like feel my eyes just you know water up, and and it just meant a lot, right? Um, and so I wrote that blog post. The majority of it I wrote on a plane. And once we finally got on the plane to Philadelphia, and I was in the air. And I got a message that um, my, I was I was not going to be able to get another flight from Philadelphia that night, and we played the next day at uh, twelve o'clock, mm. and so and I live in Virginia, and so I landed in Philadelphia like at nine something, at night. I had just written this blog post, and and um, and I find out what's going on, and I can't get a flight back until the next day. I was going to miss all the games. And so that was the moment I said, you know what, I'm out of here. And I just, you know, I went to the rental car place and, you know, the money just doesn't, it just, it doesn't matter to me at that point. They had already paid for a hotel. I was like, I'm going, see y'all later. Mm. And so I drove um, six hours uh, until like, you know, it was, it was like three or four in the morning and I get home 
and uh, I was able to be at the game uh, the next uh, the next day and uh, be there for both of them. And that's what you see at the end of that blog post is ho- holding the trophy. And what most people don't realize in looking at that, what I and, and and I'm not even giving you the full story of John, <laughs> but I I really went through a lot to make it to that game. It was all 100 percent worth it uh-huh. because this brings me to my point is um, we're not going to get this time back. There's going to come a moment when I sit there and realize my kids are gone. Mm. And um, I don't want uh, the life of, of uh, dopamine, right, to, uh, to hold uh, um, precedence over what are the four most important things in my life as well as my spouse. Yeah. And so I'm not going to miss her games if I have a choice. And that night I had a choice. I wasn't going to sit there. I don't care about flights delayed. I never care about that. I only care about what am I going to do next? Is there another flight? Is there another option? I never dwell because it doesn't solve a thing. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts that night were, can I get to the game and be part of this experience with my daughter? Because before I blink, she's going to be gone. And it was a powerful experience, and I wanted to share it. And a lot of people... Like you said, man, I could really, really relate to that. And I think really that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really why I do what I do when it comes down to it. It's exactly why I do what I do. I mean, when I, I the last, I have not worked uh, in an office full time since 2008. Because um, I, working from home, once I got a taste of that, I couldn't leave it. And which made it very, very hard for me to get another job when I was laid off because I just didn't want anything that was available. And um, so being so close, that it's, it's, uh, it's really what has motivated me, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, to try to do our own thing, be our own boss, set our own schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, that traveling stuff, I can do it every once in a while. But it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Cheers. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to bring that up because, uh, and we talked about this a little bit ahead of time, but I, this, it's, it's, a, it, it's definitely a characteristic of the way you write. And it's something that I've, I've kind of done with my own stuff occasionally, but not all the time. Um, so there are times where I'm just teaching. This is how you do this with your Facebook ads. And then every once in a while, I'll throw out, you know, here's my story. Because I, I feel like that really, uh, I, I think that's that bridge that goes from, uh, or this is this is the site I go to to learn stuff to, this is something I actually relate to as well and kind of kind of build a relationship there. But yeah, kind, of, kind of tell me, uh, your your feelings there as far as why you do why you do it that way kind of I don't know your results I mean just your overall yeah yeah, yeah I mean it's a good it's a good question I think um, a lot of people are just scared to death to show any personal side because they're so busy just talking about Facebook all day they're talking about content marketing all day they're talking about whatever it is that they talk about and I don't think there's anything wrong with people that do that yeah um, but I just want more you know I just want more and I think. I think there is um, – I want to ultimately show people what life has showed me. I want to teach people what life has taught me. Life has taught me a lot about content marketing, um, blogging, all that stuff, and that's great. Um, and, I, and I talk about it. But life teaches me a lot about other stuff too. And if I feel like it – if I feel like it makes sense and if I feel prompted to, and ultimately I think that's really what I follow is my gut – 
uh, get those impressions and promptings. Hey, you know, you should share this. This is this could really be a value to somebody else. I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it, and I don't really care if if it causes me to lose some audience, mm-hmm. um, because that's my balance. And I'm not saying everybody else should follow that, but I'm okay with talking about kids. I'm okay with talking about all these things that I talk about because I think it's relevant to to all of us in 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 one way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I, I think the key, at least for me when I think about this, is that the marketer, at least the, the classical marketer as we've been taught what, what they are, um, is very difficult to trust. Um, and when you, when, you think of, when you think of, okay, what is a marketer, what comes to mind, it, it's someone who's trying to sell something, who's not telling you the whole truth, who's uh, forcing something on you, a salesperson. Person. And um, I think that's why it's so important to show that other side to uh, first of all show you have nothing to hide, I think ultimately, and uh, it's really good for gaining that trust. It's but it's not like that's an ulterior motive. Like I'm not sharing my sharing my story to to get your trust. No, but it's a benefit. I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's a benefit. Yeah. I'd be fine if I said this will help earn trust. It does, yeah. and that's okay. And I have no problem with saying this will change lives. This will show people another side of me. It'll help me earn more trust, ultimately more business. But I want to share it, and so I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, besides, it's your property. It's your platform. It's your website. You don't need anybody's permission. And um, and and if you got twelve different reasons, and they all, you know, if they benefit you and other people, man, that's great. And uh, and and I think people need to. Um, I think people need to uh, remember that. You know, actually, I just asked the bartender for a tab. I'll pay for your doctor. <laughs> I'll pay for your Dr. Pepper today, my friend. You, you, hey brother, you gotta pick up my uh, diet Dr. Pepper here. I think it cost me uh, probably seventy five cents. <laughs> but listen, man, it really is. It's it's been great talking to you because um, and and hopefully we haven't you know bored your audience to death. Nah. But I think it's fun talking about things that that are a little bit different, and we certainly covered the gamut today. But uh, it's been a pleasure, man, coming back on the uh, pubcast with my boy John Loomer, yeah. and uh, continued success, my man. You're really doing great things. Thank you, man. But now, where can people find you? TheSalesLion.com. Anywhere else they should go? Yeah, man, that's it. TheSalesLion, L-I-O-N, uh, dot com. The sales line, at the sales line on uh, Twitter, and uh, yeah, touch base with me. I love. Uh, Love talking and hearing from the people out there. Awesome. I'll throw that all in the show notes, everybody. Make sure you check them out. Thank you so much, Marcus. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. That was the good stuff. Thank you so much, Marcus Sheridan, for being my guest this week on the Social Media Pubcast. Make sure you check out the show notes this week. We've got a few articles that we mentioned um, in between all just these awesome discussions. All right, so just a reminder, if you're listening to this show at this point, Please subscribe, rate, and review. I'd step you through the exact details of how to do this, but it's different depending on the type of device you are on. Um, and quite frankly, I'm not really sure how it's done, depending on your device. So, But this is how I reach new people, and it's really, really important for my business, for my brand, um, to really grow this podcast. Uh, but you do that, if you can. All right, thanks again. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.